Hi there, and welcome to the Homeschool Sisters podcast. I'm Kate. And I'm Kara, and we're two homeschooling moms doing this homeschooling thing right beside you. We don't have it all figured out, but one thing we know for sure is that homeschooling is a lot easier when you have a sister by your side. Hey, Kate. Hey, Kara. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Well, we're back, kind of. We're kind of back. Surprise! A special <laughs> bonus episode that we didn't even know we were going to do, but we had to get on and tell our sisters some yep. news. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've worked Gotta with... Gotta share the deets with our yes, sisters. You, you've worked with Jim for a long time. You know Jim. He's a game creator, an amazing right. game creator, and somehow you guys connected a long time ago, right? I don't I think I had seen his game and I reached out to him because it seemed so smart and I wanted to play it. And so we collaborated and it it's so well done. There are so many stealth skills that are worked on in election night that you'll re- only realize when you're playing. Yeah. And it's yeah. one of those grow with your family games. You can play with littles. You can play with bigs. They don't know they're doing math. I mean, they sort of do, but not as well as I mean, there's a whole plan to the math in this game. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, just talking to him, you can tell he's just, he's a smart guy. His brain is just going, going, going. So mm-hmm. um, so what we thought was, at first we thought, well, we need to get this episode out, you know, early because there's an election coming and we talked to Jim about this. This is not a political game. There, no. there are no politics in this game. <laughs> no, but the, the sisters are not political. No, we don't, we don't do the <laughs> politics over here, but um, we... We do math. So <laughs> this is about electoral. And geography. Yes. This is about electoral college math, his game election night. So number one, we thought, you know, we wanted to get this out. But then also he he is offering this really cool deal specifically for our listeners. So we just thought, you know what? We're going to go ahead and put this up as a special bonus episode all on its own. And right. Talk to him, and then we'll come back next week with our first. Because he has another game coming out that I'm super excited about because it deals with percentages and decimals. Yeah, And there's not a lot of games that do that in any percentages I can't even think of, but decimals not in a fun way. Because <laughs> well, decimals aren't super joyous, right? Right. And that's the thing is there's those games out there that are educational games, and then mm-hmm. there's games out there that serve are a fun point. games, and then there's games that are both, but... Some of the but really, this is pizza with monsters, right? Yeah, and some of the really like educational games, like you said, that deal with certain math facts aren't as much you're not fooling fun. anybody. <laughs> but here you got pizza, and you've got the like interest of, and there is an election coming, whether or not we want to <laughs> talk about that a lot or not. But um, the game, well, itself. I know for the last election when I was learning about it, when I was trying to teach it here. Um, I wanted to keep some, because it was a heated one in 2016, and so I struggled with how do I teach my kids about this process right? while keeping some of the junk that's going on yeah. out of it. And yeah. this is a perfect example of a way you can do that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you will hear in this episode coming up where we talk to Jim about an offer that he's making just for Sisters listeners that makes getting election night and his new game, Blobby's Pizza, very affordable for families. So we just... we Just in time for the holidays. Yeah. But his the way that you do that is through his Kickstarter campaign, which is only happening through September 26th. So you would have to get on and do it before the 26th. So So that's why we're here today. Yes. 
Exactly. <laughs> um, do you want to just tell everybody a little bit about Jim and then we'll get to our chat with him? I do. Jim Moran is the creator of Semper Smart Games. Jim is a retired Coast Guard officer and he has been an SAT and ACT tutor for almost two decades. He invented the patent-pending PlaySmart dice system to ensure his daughters achieved fluency in the essential math operations he saw many students struggle with as they prepared for college entrance exams. With his game Election Night, he wanted to help his daughters learn other things we should know, like U.S. geography and the mechanics of the Electoral College. Most importantly, he wanted all kids to have fun with games that encouraged them to think big things, like running for and becoming president of the United States. So... This is a really fun conversation that we had with Jim. We talk about even we want to have him back just to talk about ACTs and SATs because he just really gets it and gets how math can be a struggle for kids and certain things are harder than others. And I just think even if you're listening to this episode after the 26th and you can't get in on that deal, he still is going to offer the code SISTERS10, um, which we'll link to in the show notes. And you'll still be able to get 10% off any of his um, games over on that site. So there's still lots of goodness in this episode. So we hope that you will listen in and we'll see you next week. Sounds good. Okay. Hi, Jim. Hey, Jim. Hey, thanks for having me. So if you could tell us a little bit about yourself and your family and what you do. Okay. Um, well, I'm a retired Coast Guard officer. I... Um, Used to be on cutters, kind of sailed around. I was in the Bering Sea. I did a lot of uh, adventure in my earlier life. Um, I gamed a lot. Um, when you're out in the Bering Sea, you play a lot of cards. You play a lot of games like cribbage that you know don't slide around when you're <laughs> unless it's magnetic boards. And like you can't play Scrabble, but you can play like upwards, you know. But so there's a lot of. Um, game playing in our downtime um i've just been a really big fan but i guess later when i retired from the coast guard and i had my own kids um we uh i i kind of had that experience with me and i had been a tutor um on coast guard cutters and i i kind of tutored as a side gig um when i was a strategist um serving at coast guard headquarters and um those experiences kind of uh, showed me a lot of the gaps that kids have, like when they get to their teenage years, um, that it's kind of too late sometimes to go back and really get fluency in math facts. I saw kids as, as they were prepping for these standardized tests, you know, they really had, you know, lost all the stuff they had learned in elementary school. And, um, you know, I, I, I told myself, I'm not going to let this happen with our kids. And then um, at the time I was a co-oper at, uh, for six years, I co-opted, um, at a play-based preschool with my kids. So I was doing a lot of continuing ed credit, reading like Power of Play, all those books. And, you know, I, I, I what didn't take me too long to um, really be a convert to the whole idea. <clears throat> I saw your websites. I saw like a lot of, um, you know, uh, Facebook groups. Um, I think actually I, I learned about the game schooling stuff, like you, you guys, uh, some of your resources when I was in those co-op years. Um, so as my kids, you know, got a little older and really started, you know, uh, I, people suggested getting flashcards and stuff. I'm like, this is terrible. This, these are terrible tools. <laughs> so like, boring. 
And I told that to Damon and John the other day. He had these like, really? Flashcards? I'm like, it's a short-term memory aid. There's nothing. It has no meaning. You're literally trying to pound the brain into submission with a flashcard. <laughs> it creates no meaning, right? Like, so... Mm -hmm. They're not even color-coded, just black and white. Like, I can't think of a worse, like, learning tool. Um, so, uh, you know, and, and the funny thing is, you know, memory, uh, memory champions always say that what they do to remember stuff is they give it meaning. And sometimes it's trivial, trivial meaning. Um, sometimes it's made-up meaning. But it sticks in the mind, right? And play is just so rich. Games are so rich with those opportunities because you can just kind of plant them, right? And then I, I kind of got uh, the thought that, well, if we're, if we're intending to create these hooks, you know, I, I, uh, I also said in that podcast um, that you guys were talking about um, earlier with Damon John, you know, Monopoly, you know, someone has not, who has not played Monopoly for 40 years will still, you know, remember that Boardwalk's blue and maybe that costs yes. $400. Mm -hmm. and it's like, that's such a great opportunity to like, if you're a little bit more, um, you know, thoughtful about it, what kind of cross uh, meaning can you put into a game that would, you know, let you uh, remember math facts, um, but also link it to other essential knowledge like geography or other things that people have a hard time explaining or understanding like the electoral college mechanics. Um, so if you do that, and then you kind of take the stuff that we know is hard. Like, I'm not a big, like, app-based learner fan because um, I think our, our kids, are, their generation is going to be on screens enough in their life. Um, and there's a lot of tools out there that they use. But I don't think they're as tactile and um, uh, really um, as effective as, as board games would be because there's a lot more sensory input in a board game. There's interaction going on, a lot more chances for those memories to uh, hook inside the brain um so you know that's basically with with all that that's kind of how i set out to do stuff and i i really am a big believer in uh, trial and error and seeing what works i mean i when i first created the dice i was actually doing it for like a role-playing game that i was going to work on with my um with my girl, I still haven't gotten around to that yet, but I'm going to at some point. Um, hopefully, um, maybe I'll have them create the game. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I just started seeing what people would respond to in the games because I think, you know, the customer focus there is really important, too. So that informed um, me a lot of, of election night, you know. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that still don't understand how the Electoral College works, but it's so much easier to just play it than it is to explain it. It's how, when you hear an adult trying to explain an electoral college to a kid, it's painful to hear. It's but like <laughs> <laughs> their eyes just glaze over. Yeah, but if yeah. you play it in a game, it's like easy. Oh, I get it. You know. Um, and then with the apps, like I was saying, the learning apps. The one thing, good thing that um, they do for did for me is they give us data. You know, so we can speculate. On, you know, we kind of know that the eight tables are harder than like the five tables, you know, but, you know, with all these millions of kids doing multiplication on learning apps, they've made public some of that data and like, like down to the product, like, you know, kids have a little bit more harder time with eight times six and eight times seven. And then, you know, so I take those and I, you know, it, it's kind of gamifying it. You, you, you give those value in the game, you give them meaning. So like eight times six in our multiplication game is California. So you're focusing on those roles. So, you know, uh, and, and, you know, I knew I had something when my, my oldest daughter saw a kid get eight times seven wrong 
um, in a uh, in an event we were at. And she whispered to me, she said, Dad, that's so easy. Eight times seven is Texas. It's 56. <laughs> you know, I don't care. On You know, if she's taking a test someday, if her image of Texas blows up in her head. Doesn't matter. You know, like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> it's there. And it, it's, it's there forever, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's her yeah. boardwalk. Yeah. So that's really kind of what we did. So um, with Bobby's Pizza... You know, the new game, I just really tried to, it was like the next thing, you know, after you get your multiplication down, then, you know, like fractions. And I'm like, you know, fractions, we we teach, you know, conceptual fractions are one thing, but we don't ever teach anything that goes from, well, fractions are important because, you know, um, you know, decimals are important and so are percentages and they're all related. So in Blobby's Pizza, we've created this, like this fun restaurant game where we've got this guest check you know, they, they actually write on the guest check and like kids love doing that. And they write the prices of the pizza, which are in decimals and they have to complete pizzas out of fractions. So it goes from fractions to decimals. And then we got tax and tip cards, like to, to teach them how to do 10%, 15%. Night. There's adults out there that like, I just yeah. don't want kids <laughs> to be the adult at the restaurant when we can go back to restaurants and, and be like, uh, can you figure this tip out for me? I mean, like, like people judge, right? Like, yeah. Right. They do. Yeah. We were just talking about this, that public Fear math, of public math is hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Right. But if you get used to doing it in a game and you're like, I really need this, you know, 20% tip card because it's mm-hmm. going to put my score like over my sister's score, you know, right. It's great, you know, yeah. and we do it. And, and then we, we start it with like, you know, figuring out 10%, 15%. So the tax cards are like five and 10% and then 15 and 20 for the tips. Um, and, you know, they, they learn how, once you learn how to do 10%, you have that. And it, we've got a little cheat sheet in the game. So, um, and then, you know, by the time they get to that stuff and maybe their curriculum, they're just not going to be that intimidated by it. Right. Yeah. So, and they've figured it out in real life so i'm well, really excited about blobby's pizza because i don't i can't think of any games that have percentages there are some that have fractions and they're very academic yeah right they're they're not necessarily that fun to play and i think a lot of times they try to do too much right like they they like i said you know should we have an eight piece pizza or a 10 piece pizza i'm like now we're gonna have a 12 piece pizza i mean the reason why really People forget why the imperial system used 12 because, you know, people could divide it up. Like they could give you a third of a dozen. Uh, you know, you have seven reducible fractions from one to 12, you know, one twelve to 12 twelfths. You know, it's like so we've got monsters. We've got these seven monsters that eat in fractions. So while you're building your right. pizza, it's counting games. It's like, you know, four pizza types. You're trying to build a complete pizzas. Then the monsters, we've got like seven different colored monsters of the visual spectrum and they eat in fractions. So they get the three-quarter monster, you know, Chomper eats three-quarters of the pizza, and Gulpy eats two-thirds, and Nom Nom eats half the pizza. I love the names. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, and they're color-coded. So we took the, you know, the color-coded cards. So, like, ha- the green color is, like, um, a half a pizza, and, like, you, the green monster, like, Nom Nom is a green monster. I can't find him right now. I should have had it. But, like, uh, Margarita, like the cat monster, she's orange. She gets <laughs> that would be yours, Kara. They've yes. got that, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, they've got, and they, you know, they're roughly sized out. Like the bigger the monster gets, the more pizza they can eat. And kids are going crazy over it. Like every, my own kids are like, Dad, I like this more than election night. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> 
runs <laughs> president a few times in your life, you know, and then it gets boring. <laughs> well, but, okay. So speaking of election night, I know you've been getting this a lot. Election night is not a game that focuses on politics at all. It's no, a math game, no. right? Who thought? Who thought? You know, um, <laughs> there's so many political games out there, and if you look at like the ranking on Amazon. Or, you know, everyone's trying to make the funny political game or the, and they all fail, really. Um, so we just tried to you know, take the politics out of it, mm-hmm. you know, make it about civics. And right. um, people don't, you know, we do have red and blue, co- we have red and blue team, but like kids that play this game, very rarely, even around where we are, where it's very political, um, they, they haven't co-opted the colors, you know, they haven't let mm-hmm. their colors be co-opted by anybody. Yeah. So, um, you know, there's nothing really political in the game at all. And so you can play it at with kids or you can play it at a dinner party or, you know, you can play it for game school. You can, um, you can school. It's lots of schools have ordered it. Lots of homeschoolers, a ton of homeschoolers. I've been to a lot of homeschool events and they just, you know, eat it up. Um, they get it. They, they were my biggest I mean, uh, homeschoolers were my biggest um, initial people who got this. You know, they were just, they got it. You yeah. Know? Well, because it covers so much more than, you know, the electoral college and math. Because you've got, my kids learned so much geography doing that. And the size and the relative size of the states and the electoral college numbers, which they would have zero meaning to them before. And they do know them, which is amazing to think about mm-hmm. just from playing. <laughs> I've had some stories come back where kids are hearing adults talk and where kids corrected the, the parent about, well, you know, that's not quite right. You know, uh, <laughs> X amount of votes. And they're like, you know, stunned. You know? Yeah, <laughs> like they, they don't know anyone. They're like, what are you, some politico? Or like, they <laughs> learn from the game, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah. And for something that's so important to our, you know, democracy, you would think more people would really know it. Um, but, uh, you know, it, and, you know, the other thing that Election Night does that um, other other games of this genre, I, I don't think it's in the same genre as those games. What it does is it doesn't um, it doesn't make an abstraction of the Electoral College, which every other game does. Like it's too complicated. So they try to make an abstraction of it. It is the actual Electoral College you're playing. Right. right. You know, you're using math. There's no policy. So. Um, so that's the other thing we did and go figure people think they got to change the electoral college for a game and they think they have to make it political. I think those two things and, and what they do really is the downfall of most of those efforts. So, okay. So tell us where we can get your games because election night is available on like in lots of places, but mm-hmm. Lobby's pizza is still, it's like a Kickstarter right now, right? Yes. It's on Kickstarter. So Kickstarter is a, um, for those of you who don't know, it's, um, um, it's a, it's a crowdfunding site. So we just, we, I started doing my games on Kickstarter because I didn't know if anyone wanted, I didn't know if there was interest, you mm-hmm. know, I was kind of committed to doing it. I know it works with my daughters, but it, you know, <laughs> I came home from work one day and we literally started making a video with my iPhone (laughs) and um, it was pretty funny. Uh, And we did with the dice. And um, so I I just put Blobby's pizza on Kickstarter and it's doing modestly well. Um, We've already funded, we had a low funding goal, but what you do is you go into the Kickstarter site and it'll say, if you go, you know, if you just actually, if you Google right now, Blobby's pizza, B L O 
BBY apostrophe S pizza. It'll the Kickstarter page will come up right there, and you can go and there's a big green button. It shows the game, explains the game. There's a video we took in our backyard with neighbors. You know, no so one's so fun. Yeah, it was. Yeah, so um, you can back this project, and it's going to ask for your email and your address so I can send you the game. But you'll get the first copy of the game, and we're having it delivered in November, so it'll be here for the holidays. Awesome. Um, we signed up for extra so it could be for friends too. Yes. Yes. So there are a lot of packages in there. Um, if you, if any of your listeners too, um, there's like maybe 10 days left on the campaign. And if they back this project, you get the ability to message me and you can message me. I'll give people who, um, reference this podcast, I'll give them 20% off their package. Um, thank you. And there are, there are, there's no cheaper way to get, like, there's a package for $55. It'll get you election night, play smart dice, and Blobby's pizza. You're not going to find that in retail anywhere. It's not going to, so that'll be the best deal. And then I'll give your listeners uh, another 20% off, but they got to message me and tell and reference you guys. Okay. And our website, sempersmartgames.com, other than Amazon, you can get it there too. Um, if you use poppies10, all caps, no spaces, you can get 10% off your order of $39.95 or above, which is the price of election night. Um, but um, either or, just make sure you reference you guys um, when you know you, you back on the Kickstarter um, so I can give you the 20% uh, additional off, um, which is like going to be the best probably way to get all of these games for the cheapest way for almost forever probably but because um, they, they're, they're not cheap to produce. And you'll be covering so many areas. Yeah. 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 Lots of so many lots pain of, points, actually. It's not just. <laughs> yeah. Lots of areas of math where I'm realizing now, like you said, um, you know, it's good for kids to introduce them to the concepts. And then you said, you know, you had kids that because you were an SAT and an ACT tutor, right? So you saw that yeah. some of those concepts had kind of gone away. So yeah. it's good for those kids, too, to get oh, playing yeah. and, yeah. and um, just to refresh them with some of that stuff and keep it top of mind. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And, uh, there's no real way, you know, the way we teach like math fluency stuff, we'll teach flashcards and then we don't come back to it. Right. So like you're expected to love, but like a kid gets to be like 12 or 13. They're not, it's not like you're picking up those flashcards ever again. No, that's no. like a painful learning experience. It's like kill through drill, you know? Mm -hmm. So this is something really good. Like election night's great for teenagers because, you know, they refresh their skills and then they, they perform, you know, these operations and they have meaning now, right. Yeah. In their minds and that you're going to remember it. And it, yeah, it's, it's really, when you sit down one-on-one -on -one with a kid and try to prepare for some of these college entrance exams, you realize that it's not really, you know, it, I make this basketball analogy. It's really about the layups and foul shots. It's not about the three point line. It, it, it's like, you really got to make your hay on those easy things that, if you have a command of math numbers, you're going to do well on that test. Right, right, and a right. lot of the mistakes they make on that test are pre-programmed in those multiple choice formats. And they, they know the mistakes people make or they know when they're not fluent in their math facts. So I just didn't want my daughters to go through that. I wanted to like head that off at the pass. And, and I think, I think we did a good job at that. So. Okay. Well, two things, because now I'm thinking, can we have you back just to talk about SAT and ACT prep at yeah, some point? Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be um, awesome. That's a question, yeah, we, question get a we get a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you. 
I'll give you a, just a real quick uh, thought on that. It really is about putting in the work. It, you know, a lot of parents sign up for these courses and they figure if they're, they're you know, they're in the seat, they're going to just by osmosis, they're going to, but it really is about the work. You know, um, the test prep books, like I, I there's, I, there's different um, elements to each company. So I won't talk about any specific one, but um, they have, they, they generally have about 10 tests. And the SAT site themselves like gives like eight sample tests or 12 sample tests. And like, that's around the amount where like, if you go through that many practice tests just mm -hmm. on your own, like you, you know, but a lot of times that needs monitoring. Right. And uh, the one thing that I did with kids was I just uh, basically, you know, I, I don't care what the SAT or the ACT said was a difficult, easy and um, medium question. We, you have to do an assessment for what, what, where is the student at? Mm -hmm. What's hard for them? What's easy for them? What's medium for them? Most students, you never get to the hard stuff. You're just really concentrated on those foul throws, the you know, free throws, and layups. Yeah. And when they get all those right, we'll, okay, we'll start talking about three-point shots now. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, kids say, like, well, oh, my gosh, you have to, you know, uh, they, they always look at the hardest question on the test. I'm like, you, they, unless you want a perfect score, like, you get to guess at that. Which is a really, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it is right. They were like, yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's generally, but I could, yeah, yeah. I could come back and. Okay, that would be awesome because I we do get a lot great. of questions about that about you know worried parents wondering how they're going to handle that with their kids, um, and then yeah. I know we're going to have people ask, so I'm going to ask you before I forget, what age range would you recommend election night for, and what age range would you recommend Blobby's Pizza for? Yeah, so um, election night says eight and up, okay, and Blobby says nine and up. But uh, I'll tell you what, you, you can go younger. I mean, our seven and eight year old will play both those games. You got to put that on the box because you don't want someone to, you know, say <laughs> we're not talking fractions yet. Yeah. Yeah, this is really, this is way too really, you know. And you're like, so yeah. okay, so put nine. But I think educationally conscious parents. Um, which homeschoolers are totally, um, they'll, they'll look at nine and be like, yeah, my five-year-old can do this. Mm -hmm. And actually, um, I did, uh, there is a, a five-year-old who's playing Blobby's Pizza. Actually, um, uh, a woman who helped us do some voiceover work for a, a vi promotional video, she played it with her five-year-old. She's like, he loves it. <laughs> and, um, you know, you don't have to, you know, you can, you can have someone help you with the decimals on the, you know, the guest check pad. You know, you know, it's a really good both games. Election night too, like you can play in teams. So, um, I mean, our youngest daughter, you can see her in the original election night video. I think she was five in that, but she's been rolling those dice and, you know, aspiring to do that. So I, I say for, for those age, but if you have one kid that's over that, get it for him. If you have younger kids, include them because um, I there's so much that intimidation factor with math is like one of the biggest. Uh, the hills mm -hmm. like that kids climb and, and ex early exposure, I believe, to stuff like that, like anything in life, right? Uh, I mean, that, that's what they, we, you know, my whole career in the Coast Guard was about that. It was like exposing people to scary stuff in a way, in an environment that's not so scary, you know, mm -hmm. because it's going to be scary mm -hmm. at some point, but you don't want people panicking on a test. You don't want people panicking when someone falls off a ship. You know, I, I, I did a lot of that kind of teaching of young teenagers that were made up my crews. 
And uh, teaching anything is like that. You know, you don't want to, we do a lot better with certain things when we're under a little stress. Um, our, our, you know, when you put, have a little stress, your performance goes up, but at some point it drops off when you get too much stress, like it, you have the worst performance. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, early exposure with these games, it like really starts to help your stress curve when this stuff comes up, uh, either on a test or, you know, public math. Yeah. 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 Yep. And I don't think we mentioned this, but election night is a great game to grow with you because you can, it's double-sided board. So mm -hmm. one side is multiplication, but the other side is easier for the little kids. So you can definitely work on whatever area needs help. Right. And they master the addition part of the board. When you can play the addition game in 30, 35 minutes, you're pretty math fact fluent. I mean, because the sums that you play in that game are between 7 and 17, which are really make up. There's that graph I have on the inside of the box now that shows, you know, don't play with normal dice because there's too many ones and twos and there's not enough um you know or what i call ordinal dice there's just a lot of operations like when you roll two dice for monopoly 55.6 percent of the time you get a result with a one or a two and, and kids don't need to learn that yeah. that they oh. themselves that but you know the hardest two digit sum for most is eight plus five you know followed mm -hmm. by like seven plus six and you know there's a lot of other stuff um so, you know, the, we have the dice that produce that, and then we give the, those sums and products real value in the game where they're like, they want the A plus 5. Right. That's, <laughs> <laughs> want, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah it's very know. well done. Yeah. And they, um, when they play the audition game, they can play it in 30, 35 minutes. They're, they always know, like, oh. And, and sometimes you actually have kids that, like, I want to play the multiplication game now. And, like, what other like when is a kid like beating down the door like i want to do multiplication <laughs> right. just like we're gonna have to do our times tables now and yeah like freaking out but yeah it, it puts it out there in a way that um they aspire to it right and there's no time crunch there's no timer in this game so you can do you can play the multiplication game like with our younger dog here's the time you Take all the times tables right here. You can reference these during the game because mm -hmm. I don't care. You can actually learn them during the game. So, all right, look it up. What's six times eight? Uh, it's forty-eight. Okay, what's forty? Mm -hmm. Oh, it's California. Six, and then you know, then they have that reference. You learn cheat, yeah. But then they'll then they'll learn it. So, um, awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's really been and and the sales are really picking up now. I think we're probably going to sell out this. Uh, at Christmas season, but um, the electoral college is going to be changing for the next election, so it, we can't really put in a big order. So it, it's probably better to get this thing before the holiday rush because I don't know how long we're going to have it. Um, it. It starts flying off like we. This month's sales are already double what they were last month. Um, so that's, that's wonderful. Yeah. So it's going to let us do more games. We've I've got about five or six other games up here. Um, and I think I'm trying, I'm, I'm going to try to do another addition and multiplication game, but I have a, uh, speed time distance kind of game too, like rate of change game. Cause those are the word problems that kids, so oh. my games can grow with the hard stuff that I'm, I'm kind of like predicting that my kids will go through. So you have those, it's not all math is literally not created equal, you know, but it, it, there's some that's a lot more hard, difficult to learn. You see them struggle with. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, well, it's this has been so good. And we will make sure that we link in the show notes to your Kickstarter, that we link to your website. This was great. Have a great weekend. Bye. Thanks for hanging out with us today. We'd love to answer your question next. So head to our site, thehomeschoolsisters.com and click on ask us a question. We share posts over there too. And you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. We'd also love it if you'd leave us a review on iTunes so we can connect with more sisters out there. And until next time, remember, you've got this sister.